Hey, this is Jack from Brook Royal, and you are listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues! Yo. And all right, we're going to. What's up, girl? So, um, we're going to give you guys a quicker call at the Blues Hockey Podcast Trade Center since we're going to rip off TSN here. So, just a quick little what you might expect going coming on and then the Blues uh, might do at the trade deadline on February 26th. So, it's coming up quick. Um, yes, it is. And a lot of different rumors are out there. Uh, the big one this week, I think, is New York Rangers pretty much saying we're rebuilding. Yeah, since, everything must go. They're yeah. pulling a uh, what was the uh, name of the old furniture company? It's not Slime. Is it Simon Brothers? Yeah, Simon Brothers. Everything must go. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, officially in rebuild. And basically, so they're going to build a younger, faster team, and yada yada yada. So they sent a letter to all their season ticket holders, basically saying, "Yeah, we're going to get rid of it. We're packing it in." So. Um, of course, it interests Blues fans. Uh, I kind of thought I keep changing my stands like constantly because I just can't keep um, my mind straight on all the guys that are interested. It's like, do you go after a top six forward? Or, for example, I kind of said if he's available, like go all in on somebody like Ryan McDonough, make right. your make your left side of your defense like badass, right? And then get like a bottom six guy like a floor hockey legend Pat Maroon. Do you think that? Do you think Edmonton's going to deal him? Well, because apparently they're working on a contract, from what I read, with trying to work out to see if they can get a deal done by um, the upcoming uh, deadline. Mm-hmm. But they have guys like Adam Larson, Sakara making like over, almost $5 million. Sure. McDavid's new deal kicks in next year, and that's almost $11 million. That's a re- lot of money. And then Dreisaitl's new deal kicks in next year, making almost $9 million. Right. So you're talking – even with the cap going up, maybe $4 million is what you're looking at, so almost $80 million next year. You're talking huge increases for a guy who's making not even $2 million in McDavid right now with his bonuses and stuff. He's going to be making almost ten and a half. crazy? Ten and a half, eleven. So, and then same with Dreisaitl, who's, you know, and then you got to, and then they re-signed Talbot, who's making decent money now too. So Here's my thing with, with, with Pat Maroon. I I like him. But I feel like he is maybe a lower tier Saboka. Mm-hmm. Like he's got good stats this season, mm-hmm. but look who he's on a line with. Yeah, do you think it's the Maroon effect? Is that's why I saw some people say like, yeah, I, I think it's the McDavid effect. Like I'm Maroon, yeah, McDavid. You know, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I could be on a line with Connor McDavid right now, and I'd be plus fourteen and probably have twenty assists. Yeah, so it's interesting. Like that's what that's what their value is with him right now. What people are trying to gauge. It's like, is he worth maybe a second round pick, or is it like a lower prospect and like a fifth rounder pick you're going to get for him? Because right. at the end of the day, the guy is making only uh, one point five million dollars. So right. like, it, so that's why it's cost effective for the Blues. Like you pick up somebody like that, and if you're going to trade whoever, like 
I was looking at cap friendly doing some research for this and just kind of seeing like what the blues, you know, how they're looking and stuff right now. The projected cap is a whopping 124,000. Wow. Not much. So they don't Do you have, think Pat Maru takes a hometown discount? Depending on what the what the offer is, like I think if he makes one point five and what his stats are, he could make upwards between around four, maybe crazy thought five, but probably even the four range. It's a lot of money. I mean, if you can pay him what you're paying Saboka, I think as much as I like Saboka, I think Maroon's dimension is, compared to him is a big tough dude. Which if you could put him in on the power play, that gives you that net from presence that you've had since Bacchus. You can't really do that with anybody else on the team right now. So, I mean, if you, you can, if you can swap those salaries out, like Saboka for him, I'd kind of be okay with that. Do you try to get Pat Maroon, or do you roll the dice and hope that Pittsburgh doesn't sign Ryan Reeves and go back after Ryan Reeves? That's not a bad idea either. But the question is, like, can Reeves be used the way you would use Maroon? You know, Which, well, could, could you put, a, like, for example, could you put during injury situations, would you feel comfortable putting – Ryan Reeves on a second line right winger. Compared to if you have if you have an injury on your left wing, could you move Pat no, from third line to second line? That's the way I look at it. But like just for like if we keep Saboka and say sign Reeves or whatever. Right. And then you put Reeves in front of that for power play and that's what you don't use him for. Okay. Like I could deal with that. Right. It's just the power play you just have somebody. Because the front. thing with Reeves is he's not untalented. Yeah. He 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 is a great utility player. He's never going to be a 20-goal scorer. Hell, man, he may never be a 10-goal scorer. Yeah. But he'll he'll put in – I was just talking to a buddy of mine as I walked in who's a huge Pittsburgh fan, and we were talking about his first year in, in, in Pittsburgh, and I was like, you know, man, he's good for roughly three to five goals, and he's going to be a great policeman. And, and, and that's kind of what you get with Ryan Reeves. So – what do you value more? Do you value the physical presence that someone like Reeves brings you? Or do you value the ability to maybe score somewhere between 10 to 20 goals with Pat Maroon? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, conundrum. Knowing that if you get Pat Maroon, you're likely giving up Saboka because you can't have them both. Yes. Uh, So the Blues, I'm looking at all their – kind of what they have going on here and who they have – possibly available so rfas at the end of this year is going to be fabry edmondson oscar sunquist who may not be back at all dimitri yaskin is still a rfa mm. so that's why i'm saying if you can trade something like dimitri yaskin i uh, agree uh, he's at age 24 and he's still rfa they can still control his rights i remember when it. he was the top top prospect yeah that's sad um, you know, after that, your UFAs for the year is going to be Paul Stastny, Brodziak, and Upshaw. And deep, yeah, and Upshaw will be cheap. Brodziak will be fairly cheap. You're talking your defense could look completely different after, in a year, though. Yeah. At this time next year, you're going to have half your defense UFAs. Yep. Uh, Bo I, I Meester, think the Gunnarsson. wild card is Stastny, and I agree. I think if he comes back, he takes a pay cut. Yeah, we have to. There's no way you can pay him $7 million. You get him back for half of that. You take it and run. I think he takes half. I think if you can get, I think four point five is more than enough, in my opinion. Yeah. But like I said, you got to maximize what you can because you only, you, like you said, you only play hockey for ten, fifteen years. Might right. as well try to make the most money you can. So, I don't fault them, but it's like, hey, if you think you have a good thing going here in the window, I think the Blues window is te- like arms. It's open. It's open or maybe opening. You think about it because oh, I don't of, know if it's opening, but it's open. 
Well, I think about it. If you get rid of them, you get Tarasenko, who's 26, Schwartz, who's 25, Shen, who's 26, Berglund's 29. I'm just saying guys that have been here are going to be here a long time. Thompson's just 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pareko's 24. Petrangelo's 28. You hope Allen's you get Fabry back next year. Fabry's 22. Edmondson is 24. And you're also getting Zach Sanford, who show little flashes. There being a, could be a decent bottom six guy. Right. You know, so. I mean, the pl- pieces are there. The question is, what can you do? And at the end of the day, you need another top six forward, unfortunately. Yes. No matter any way you put it, you have to put somebody another top six forward. And the question is, are you going to you know, hopefully it develops? Or are you going to go out and acquire it? Mm. The names that have been surfaced, I'll run them by you, and then we can talk about them. Uh, the list I have here, uh, the big ones have been noticed. Mike Hoffman. Okay. He has been – I think you. I saw the shootout goal the other day, which was – he did the uh, Forestburg to win it, yeah. slash Tarasenko to win it, which is awesome. And he, the guy is fast, and they're, they propped him up a lot on NHL uh, radio this week. And so I keep going back and forth on him. I see a game where he's really good. I see a game where he's okay. I agree. And it all depends on cost for me. Like if it's true that they want somebody like Jordan Cairo and whatever, I like, no. I kind of would just Cairo is somebody like you want to get somebody big. And I consider somebody big as McDonough or Tavares after that. Yes. After that, 100%. after that, it's, I don't think it's, I think wor- the upside on Cairo is much higher than the upside on Mike Hoffman. Yeah, and Hoffman's twenty eight, and you know what you're getting out of him. And he, but he's making five million dollars, and you got to consider that yep. coming up. You're not, you might, if you have him, you might not be retain somebody like Stasny, and now your center depth is basically Braden Shen and Patrick Berglund. Yeah, I agree. So you got to think of something. Uh, obviously, we'll bring him up. So I just said it. John Tavares is mentioned, but kind of died off. Look, I think week. if you can get John Tavares, you do it. Yeah, and you get him signed. Let's say he wants that That's contract. That's the key. Let's say, let's say he wants that contract. Let's say he wants more. McDavid is making – I'm going to pull this up just so I don't get the number wrong. McDavid, starting next year, is making – why is he not in the top? There he is. $12.5 million. Excuse me. Jeez. Uh, zero is after one for the Blues against Pittsburgh. Ten to seven in shots. So $12.5 million you're talking for Connor McDavid. I messed it up on our last podcast. Um, and then Dry Seidel actually started his this year. He's making eight and a half. Oh, you know why they're screwed? Two words for Edmonton. Milan Lucic. Six million dollars. Oh, boy, that wolf. And wolf. you still got and you still got Nugent Hopkins making six million dollars. So that's why they're kind of oh, screwed. The Nuge. That's why they're that's why they can't bring back Maroon because yeah. he's making so much money. So anyway, you're talking you're gonna have to pay him close to that. Yeah. And could you like if he wanted he Tavares, I believe, is twenty six. I want to say I could be wrong, but Tavares is twenty six. Did I get it right? Nope. Twenty seven. For do I pay five million to uh, somebody like Mike Tavares? Hoff? No, he makes five point five now. But so he, like, do I pay seven million to Tavares? I would pay seven million to Tavares oh, before I'd pay five million to Hoffman. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tavares, you're thinking he's going to probably try for McDavid number. He's going to probably get an upwards of 10. A lot of money. Well, he's probably going to try. He's going to go for 10. I mean, it's not. He, he's 27. He, that's, he's in his prime right now. Do you think that Tavares is worth more than Tarasenko? Whew, that's a loaded question because 
Shen's been working out great. Like, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical of him moving the center and being the way he has. Mm. Worked out great, thank God. So if you now have your, your top two centermen as Tavares and Shen, man, that's that's something. That's the thing is, can you, you know, Tarasenko, the, Tarasenko took, like, such a team-friendly contract, and then you throw, you, then you throw 10 mil, let's say, let's just say six years, $10 million at, at, 10 at Tavares. Each. Yeah, like, you know, does Tarasenko think that is, like, a slight? <laughs> or is it taken as, like, we're trying to upgrade the team. We're giving you a – like, we gave you Braden Shen, but we're giving you another center in that. Well, I think you have to well. have, number one, you have to have that conversation with Tarasenko and see where his head's at. Yeah. Because you don't want to piss him off to where he either says, you pay me or trade me. Yeah. Um, which he could easily do. Right. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Him, um, so we can easily say that. The other problem is even even if he says, "Yeah, it's fine, go make it happen," you now have eighteen million dollars. Let's just say ten million dollars a year for yeah, Tavares. So you now have eighteen million dollars wrapped up in two players. So twenty percent of your salary. That puts you dangerously close to Chicago Blackhawks territory. Yeah, and that's fine, but. You better win, or you are screwing your team. And I would say, with those two, you've got less than ten years. You don't have the Blackhawks timeline. You've got, I would say, five years. Five to seven, maybe. Five to seven years to make it happen. And also depends on how else works out. If Fabry comes back and plays at least close to what he was before, that's great. Thompson works out halfway decent. Great. Kairou. Kairou and Thomas can be your third line centerman who can fill in the top line. I mean, top line, but second line. I mean, if all those guys work out, but here's the thing is, like, I, I keep trying to say, like, not all the guys are going to hit, man. Like, Costin, Agreed. Who knows if Costin, like, this year. One of those I, guys I, could be the next Tyratty. And my thing is, like, I try to, like, with Costin, like I keep think, I keep wavering too because God, I, I don't know the time. He, I don't know what he's getting down there, like line wise. If he is he like used in prime situations? From what I heard, he's not even getting power play time. He's getting like second and third line minutes. He's not really getting prime minutes. That's why he really doesn't have many points. Right. Um. So I really can't judge him on this year. So I consider right. like, okay, well, so he's getting some time in. Maybe he can come in next year and do some stuff. And well, here's the other thing that you're going to have to understand. And we're again we're operating and under same the with, assumption. Same with Wallman too, because yeah. Wallman had to, he just got reassigned to the New Jersey Devils uh minor league affiliate because he was not getting enough time. He was getting healthy scratched in mm-hmm. the Chicago Wolves, basically because the Wolves are being uh fucking dicks about things from what I heard. From I've heard different things where the Blues basically sent their AHL veterans up there because they knew right. if they brought the young kids up there, they weren't gonna get the same playing time. Yeah. They flat out were told that. You know, again, let's we're, we're operating under the assumption that you can sign Tavares for ten million dollars a deal and ten million a year, and you don't have to up Tarasenko. If you do that, then you have to understand that players like Cairo, Costin, Thompson, Thomas, hell, you can even throw Fabry in the mix right now. Fabry, you're going to have them for three, four years, and then when those contracts come up, you're going to have to trade them or, or let them walk. Or if they're doing that well, it's going to be hard to pay. Because, yeah, market, you won't you know? be able to pay them market value. Or you have to pick and choose. Like, okay, I can pay 
you have to gamble then. You're going to gamble and yep. say, like, okay, well, hopefully Thomas will pan out. I'll give him the $3 million, but then I'll trade Jordan Cairo because mm-hmm. he's been just a step behind. Like, I'll tell like you that. right now, if I'm going to play fantasy GM, and I've got these four guys on my on my payroll, okay? Let's let's fast forward two years. So let's say that um, Thompson continues to develop. Kairou makes the team next year and plays the way you expect him to play. And you have Robbie Fabry come back. If I could only sign two of those, I think Robbie Fabry is the odd man out. Because you're depth on left wing right now. Because you have depth Steve. on left wing, and depth at center too, to a degree. Because Thomas and you know, look, I, I love Robbie Fabry. That dude's one more injury away from calling a career. Calling it a career. I mean, it's the same injury twice. If that happens again, I don't know if we see that dude again. Not on the Blues, at least. He'll be one of those where you get like a prove it contract. Kind of, yeah. like, kind of like Grabner got a couple years ago Agreed. before Grabner kind of came back and. That made a good career in the last couple of years. You know? And I hope it doesn't happen because right now the potential for Robbie Fabry is fantastic. But how many in, in, in all of sports, be it baseball or basketball or hockey, football, whatever, have you seen phenomenal potential athletes get taken down before their prime with injuries, with chronic injuries? Yep. I, I, I hope that they really do – rehab him and i hope he comes back strong because god knows when he's on he's fantastic and he fits well with this team but you know if we go into next season and this dude blows out his knee again i think it's a wrap yeah at at least least for st louis st louis yeah st louis can't pay him because he has an rfa this year so the blues i i think he'll probably he'll definitely get a bridge He'll get maybe a two-year bridge at like he'll get a bridge because the like potential, at, like two at let's say four year, four million, two four like. So What's two, he at right now? He's a ELC, so eight yeah. eight ninety-five. So I mean, he's looking at uh, like a bridge deal at two years, maybe four. So he hasn't by the time next year rolls around, he will not have played in a year and a half, right? Wow, mm, yeah, because it was last February, about this time last year when it happened. Wow, so it'll be a full year and six months, kind of like the Perron thing when Perron was out, you know. So you're gonna have to. Did they say definitively that he will not play this year? Yep. Armstrong said no if hands or butts. Yep, no if hands or butts here because, from what I read at least, that his injury, he was to a degree slightly ahead of schedule. Right, like a month or two ahead of schedule. So say the Blues. He got cleared and everything. Everything looked great on the scan, so it was nothing they could have done. But let's say the Blues just played it overly cautious and say, hey, man, why don't we just at camp don't do anything crazy? Let's just skate drills and keep building your strength up Let's and then maybe get you back in beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that could have maybe prevented this? Who knows? But they said like, it was like less than 2% have this injury happen. He played two preseason games? Zero. It happened on the first shift of did it really wow for some reason i thought he had a game under his belt because it was the second it was the second uh day because the first day yaskin hit sanford and blew his shoulder blew sanford's shoulder out the next day fabry played but then came off the ice and didn't skate in the pre- he might have played i take it back he could have played a preseason game because i remember that he played a preseason game and then sat the next practice out because right because it, it swelled up yeah and they were just like oh it's just swelling we're just taking it easy and then also the next day Robbie Perry's out the rest of the year. Uh, he tore his ACL again. So yeah. it's like, come on, guys. So it's one of those things where 
The Blues have, for the first time in a very long time. I'm going to rename him Jimmy. <laughs> Our friend Jimmy, who's three? Three. Three, three ACL injuries? Yep. Two in the same one? Yep. On his first game back, too, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Not hilarious for him, but, you know. Not hilarious for him. Correct. Hilarious for us. Hilarious for us. But, um, yeah, the Blues, for the first time, like, we're talking like these guys, like, Fabry's 22. Mm-hmm. Kyrou and, and Thomas are 18 and 19 years old. Right. Uh, Costin's 19 years right. old. I mean, you're looking at, and Wallman's uh, 21, and Dunn's 22. So you're looking at, like, or 20. You're looking at a ton of guys who we have, like, really good youth right now on – decent contracts mm-hmm. like Dunn's playing really well and he's going to want him getting once Bo Meester's not here he's going to get part of that Bo Meester money not he's not getting five million but no. he'll probably get a couple million you know compared to what he's making now so you're kind of looking at how to balance all that out I really think rotating back now to the trade deadline mm-hmm. you eventually can't fit everybody on the lineup agreed so the, so the question is who are you going to trade so real quick and I decided to do this off the top of my head. If you had to rank, let's say, these top five guys, and I'll, I'll go first to give you time to think. You have to rank Fabry. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm going to take him out. Let's just take it. Let's do the big four right now. Let's do Thompson, Kairou, Thomas, Costin. Okay, that's I consider that the big four, which everybody talks about. So once again, Kairou, Thompson, uh, Thomas, Costin. From who should, who do you think has the most promise of who should keep down to who is the most tradable or vice versa, whichever you want to do this. It's hard. So I say to me right now, based on what I've seen, um, most tr- quote unquote tradable. And this is, this is hard because I like all these guys. Mm-hmm. Number one, I go with um, that you keep. This is my keep is Robert Thomas. It's just because the Blues have no center depth anywhere. And if this guy turns out to be a Getting comparisons to Patrice Bergeron right now, who's fantastic two-way player. This guy's a second-line center for years who can pop 20, 20 goals, 30 assists, 40 assists for 10 years. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't – you know, all these guys are going to be superstars. If they're solid, serviceable players, I'll take it. Sure. I think my second guy and like – and this is where I start to have problems because I really like Thomas. It's like I vote, I think, Jordan Cairo just because it's something the Blues – don't have is somebody who's hella fast and dynamic. Like I think Tarasenko can be dynamic, but you see like Kairu just like highlight after highlight after highlight coming out. Mind you, OHL, but right. a heat, but highlights and it's just oh, I just like the speed. Just and and like I watched him during training camp or the prospect camp, mm-hmm. and he just like that. Yeah, I agree. he just he just all of a sudden at the other end of the ice because he just turns it on. And I think that's something the Blues don't have and they don't have in the system. Now, for the two that's most tradable, who's most tradable? Well, Thomas and Costin to me. Um, obviously, Costin has proved he's going to come over here and go to AHL, and that was his big knock why he did not get drafted higher because he was projected as a top 10 pick for a long time, but yep. then the Russian factor kicked in and his shoulder injury happened. So he's proved that maybe that's kind of put behind him. So he has a little more trade value, you think, or Tom, or Thompson. I think, mind you, all these guys have been really great. If I had to think a guy that trade right now, I would lean towards Tage Thompson because he's shown that he can do pretty well up here. Obviously, he's a rookie, so he's had his up and downs right sure. now. But it's like, do you trade a guy who's six five and could fill out and be your next David Backus type guy? You know, which you don't have. Who has a lot more? Not nothing is David Backus at all, but a lot more finesse. You've seen. 
Thompson like stick handle around guys like yep. real easily. So it's hard. But it I is. say like, but if you trade Thompson, you're gonna get something really good. Agreed. That's the thing that people gotta Agreed. realize. Like you trade Thompson, that's somebody you can get a Ryan McDonough. Then yeah. your left side, if you can sign McDonough and once is ridiculous. And Bowmeister, they're not gonna re sign Bowmeister after this. I think I think he's done with the blues for that money. You're not getting yeah. more than a million or two a year. Yeah. And then you have Dunn and Edmondson. If you get somebody like McDonough, your defense is set for like everybody's under thirty. Mm-hmm. You're set for a long time, man. Like that's something you have to worry about. You can still draft guys and let them develop in the minors. And then you all those guys that you have left, you have the Costins, you have Kyrou, and you have Thomas, and then you have Belay who's down there could fill in as a bottom six guy. True. Very true. You know, so you have and then whatever draft picks are on their way that you get after this. You know, then you don't have to trade maybe first rounders to go out and get a guy because you have that depth in place. You can maybe trade like second and third rounders to get like this lower pieces to fill in your mm-hmm. fourth and third lines. Like I said, it's a hard job. Like that's why I don't envy Doug Armstrong in this. And everybody gives Armstrong a lot of trouble, man. Like, but you know, like, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Like I said, like Thompson, and Thompson could go to whoever and be, be huge. huge. Yep. Yeah. Be a real be a um, big face of the team and stuff. But or he could flop. Or all our guys could flop. Who knows? I um our lists are not very unsimilar. I think the only place where we may differ is I may lean Cairo a little higher than Thomas. Mm. And I'm conflicted because I watch these highlights and I'm like, man, that's that's Pat Kang. That's Patrick Kang. Yeah. And then I watch him again, and I'm like, that's Ty Ratty. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. I mean, it, it, and I say that if you go to YouTube and type in Ty Ratty highlight reel, there are some beauty of insane. Made the AHL All-Star team this year. Yeah. There are some insane OHL goals. Yeah. And, and I think WHL maybe. Yeah. He when he was in Port- Portland. Portland. Yeah. Like, there's goals where he does that, where you see him do that, and you're like, it gives you a hockey boner. Yeah. But it never panned out in the NHL for the Blues or the Hurricanes. He's had two shots with teams mm-hmm. and, and not made any of the time. Technically, three, because he did sign with Edmonton and right, never got called right. up yet. So he's on his third team. Um. So, you know, I look at Jordan Kyrou, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, is this Ty Ratty Part 2? Or... Do we have a legitimate, game-changing, dynamic, fast, goal-scoring player on the level of a Patrick Kane? Because that's what I see. More so than Tarasenko. Like, I love Tarasenko, but if you told me you can pick one in their prime, Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, I'm taking Patrick Kane. Yeah. Um. Sadly enough, but it's just yeah, what he what he brings. What he brings, though, he's just um, you know, Robert Thomas is phenomenal. I, I think you're exactly right. I, you know, he he could be that center that the Blues have longed for for decades. Yeah, because if you have Braden Chen, who's going to work out for the next five to ten years yep. as your center, you know, he's 25 now. I mean, Chen's your number one, and then you have mm-hmm. Thomas as your number two, and then if Shen goes down, you can easily move Thomas up into that yep. number one. That's your hope, obviously. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's your hope, yeah. And then I, uh, I'm i 100% on the same page with you when it comes to Clem Costin. I I look at him, and I see uh, 
the gigantic potential that is him being a monster in the middle for the Blues. Yeah, because he can play I center see him as David Backus, but faster and more talented with the puck. Yep. So, because he's, I know, did you see the shootout goal? I think it was last week. Yeah. Where it was ridiculous. He has so much skill and his hands are so good and his shot is incredible and he did phenomenal at the prospect at the prospect camp yeah prospect camp and also at the world juniors this year he led yeah. russia with five goals in five I, games you know I, I that guy could be a game changer for the blues and i, I like tage thompson i think tage thompson is fantastic you know, do I think that he's going to get up to speed with the NHL? I do. And I think that it's great that he's up here and he's getting NHL experience. And you can see every game that the game's coming to him and he's getting adjusted. Mm-hmm. And those shots are going to start going in. Yeah. And he also, like, he has four goals already this year yeah. and stuff. Like, and look at some guys like who are veterans, like, Pay Arby, who was a top 10 pick, you know, mm-hmm. and like maybe you can say, but he was getting playing time. It wasn't like he wasn't getting playing time. Agreed. Thompson was. And I, but I think you hit the nail on the head right now. I think the trade value that you could get in return right now for a Tage Thompson could land you somebody whose immediate impact on this team puts the Blues over the hump. Yeah. And then you can easily. And you can backfill with any of those other three guys we named. Yeah, and then also you can have, you know, obviously you can sign guys too. Like you said, like we were talking about last time, we were talking about Pat Maroon and stuff. Like if you take a hometown discount, be like, hey, here's what we have. And they and he skates with a lot of the St. Louis Blues and stuff. Yeah. Like you can say, here's what we have coming up. Yeah. Like, Do you want to be part of this? Do you want to be part of this? And you can be home with your kid, be home with your family and friends. Maybe yeah. a lot of pressure being a hometown kid or whatever, but it's like Jansen did it. Make it seem work okay. Like you can be revered in this town, yep. or you can go somewhere and make. Bishop money. did it for a while. And Bishop, did, you know, if it's up to him, he probably would still be here. Honestly, agreed. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, a lot of things the Blues could do in the coming days and weeks. Agreed. Uh, could I go like we said? I could easily see them making a huge like splash trade. It, I could easily it, see them trade for deal. a fourth line death center. Yes, and I was just going to say, if you are going to deal someone like a Tage Thompson, you better get something that helps your team right now. Yeah, and I don't want a prospect. I don't want draft picks. I want an NHL top player right now. So you're like, and I don't want him to be your rental either. Yeah. So because there's, a, I'm a, I got a list here of I compiled of all the quote unquote rumored values of what everybody want, what they want for certain guys. So we talked about Evander Kane is mm-hmm. one of the guys available, which I I think we both are on the record saying, unless he's really cheap, yeah. no. Uh, they want a top prospect, a first, an NHL player, like a fill-in player. So I would say that is Saboka would be my guess. And another draft pick. I would do Kane for Saboka, but I don't think I'd give much more. No, I wouldn't give much more either. Um, and a couple other guys that are rumored. We talked about Pat Maroon being out there. Um Anybody on the Rangers right now, uh, Rick Nash has been heavily rumored to the Blues. And <sighs> that's, they're talking that uh, prospect, player, first-rounder is what they want. And he's a rental, right? He's a rental. He's making 7.5 mil this year, has a no-trade. They asked for his list of 12 teams he'll accept trades to. Yep. The other 18 teams, he can um, make a you – know, they can ask him to waive, but he can has the right to refuse those other 18 teams. Um. 
Let's see, what else do I have here? Okay, Michael Grabner. Who's uh, also- Blues goal scored by Kyle Braziak. Yeah, yeah. Assisted by Chris Thorburn and Scotty Upshaw, the 310 uh, mark of the second period. Nice. So, good news there. And then Michael Grabner, who's very fast on pace for 30 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have 30 goals, right? I do that exact uh, first rounder, they're asking. Blues don't have the first round of this year because it was in the Braden Shen trade. Right. And so it would be, what, the 2019? So be, yeah, the next year one, if you do. Which For Gra- what Scribner got left on his deal? This year, he's a rental. But also making under $2 million a year. So once another guy you could fit underneath the salary cap. Assuming he doesn't want a massive pay raise. He probably does. So I mean, if he's going to be a 30-goal scorer. He's probably going to want $4 million. But he's also age 30. So that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. If I, it was my thing, if you can get him for like, I would throw a second rounder next year at him if they wanted that because I like his speed and that's somebody you can plug it on the third and fourth line. He plays he plays uh, shorthanded time. That's a guy you can get breakaways. That guy is so fast. Like, As a rental, I would do a second rounder, yes. I would not give much more than that unless you know that you can sign him and you can sign him for a good deal. comfortable contract. And that's your guy that you'd fill in. So another guy which is rumored is Ryan McDonough. No exact pieces uh, there. Goal. Unassisted. Sidney Crosby. <laughs> 21 seconds later, we are tied at one. Uh, yeah, I just got three texts, and I said, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Allen. So, great. So, um, let's see. What else do we got here? And those are the big ones I have marked down right now. Arizona wrote and have uh, Max Domi apparently is on the trade block. No exact what they want from him. Right. He's really fallen off compared to his rookie year where he had 50 points. Agreed. So you'd get him for somebody cheap. Do you think Max Domi has fallen off because he's in Arizona, or do you think he's fallen off because he's not going to be what he was hyped to be? Yeah. Uh, I think he's more of in between. Like I think just I think, I think eventually losing as much as Arizona does when you're a competitive person, it yeah. has to wear on you. Like. Imagine like three years of just like getting your dicks kicking constantly, I, dude. I get it. I mean, I, and I'm sure it crushes you to watch Vegas take off. Yeah, then Vegas gets in there and they're the top team in the league, and you're sitting there like, "What the hell's going on with us?" Like we're we have talented guys there. They made that trade with New York, and you thought about it with having him step on and Yalmerson and yep. Ranta, and just hasn't worked out. So. Nope. Like Domi's there. That's somebody I could easily see the Blues going after because he's young and you can get him cheap. Get him cheap, but. Uh, where you put them, I don't know. That's my problem. Right. You already have enough young guys on the team. Like, put another guy there. Domi on the fourth line would be stupid because that would be a waste to me. It's the wrong place for him. Yeah, he's a third to second line. Say, unless you can I find a place it. for him in the top nine and realistically the middle six. Yeah. So, I really don't see anything there. Uh, Defense-wise, I really didn't focus on anybody. There's really nothing out there from what I could tell, mm-hmm. you know, defense-wise. Um I kind of always look over uh, my favorite place to go, which is uh, the Hockey Futures Board, which is fun to read. Right. Um, so let's talk about McDonough. Maroon has been a thing. The, some teams are talking about possibly trading guys when they're in the hunts. For example, uh, Na- uh, Nashville. Nashville might add a forward and supposedly in on Rick Nash, supposedly. Uh, that would be a weird place for him. Yeah, the other big uh, – Defenseman is who's a rental, Mike Green, who's on Detroit, was in the All-Star game, looked good. Um, yeah, and the teams that are in contention that might actually make trades that, like, might hurt them, but 
better in the long run. For example, uh, Toronto, like James Van Riemsdyk, might get traded is what okay. the rumor. I'll, so, I'll take that. Yeah, if he's available. No, no cost on that one. Um, we just talked about Vegas. Vegas, supposedly, uh, James Neal might be available just because. Boy, that would be weird. If they do it. So James Neal might be out of there. That's a possibility has been floating around just because they've been signing guys slowly. But uh, they signed that Martian so to a big deal for uh, six years at five mil each. You know, so there's they're signing guys, but a lot of their guys were on one, maybe two year deals. So they got to figure out who to sign and who not to sign. Um, so it's really interesting on what they're going to do. So yeah, that's all. It's kind of out there right now. Gold and the other one, which I've seen people bring up, is like, would you want Henrik Lundqvist if if New York is really selling off? And he said he wants to be a four lifer. That's his thing. He said he wants to be a New York Ranger for life because we asked him like the next day after that letter went out, mm-hmm. and he says he wants to stick it out. So he wants to be there through a possible rebuild. But if they come to him I and say. It. Let's say the Blues, like, they're had enough of Allen and say, hey, we'll give you Jake Allen, something, 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 whatever, for uh, Henrik Lundqvist. And you get Henrik Lundqvist for two more years at $7.5 million. And you, but then after that, you have Villa Husso, who could possibly be ready in two years. But yeah, that's no guarantee. Because Mary Carter Hutton is 32, and he's a free agent this year, which I didn't bring that up in our earlier the way he's played, he's gonna make more than the one over one million dollars. Oh yeah, now. he's oh, gonna yeah. get he's gonna get James Reimer money, which is around three million dollars. Yeah, I agree. He's gonna ask for that. At least I don't blame him either. Make a last big. I don't rate. disagree. And but did the Blues pull that off, or do they say <laughs> you invest that money in other guys, and you maybe bring in somebody lesser to be his number, uh, be Allen's number? Um, two? boy, that's tough, man. Uh, my here's my issue with Lundquist is that he is so good, but there are times where his age catches up to him in a real way, and he looks bad. Um, I think if you get him, you have to treat him as a rental slash and by rental I mean a two year rental to get Villy Huso ready. I think if you do that, you have to clean house at goaltending and get rid of Allen and know that you're not retaining Hutton. You bring Villy Huso up to learn from Hunquist for a year or two, knowing that Lundquist is ultimately going to turn it over to Huso. But then at the same time, you just have to pray to God that Lundquist can hold it together for a couple of years and that we don't get Ryan Millard. Yeah, because uh, I, I, here's, I, look at, I look at Henrik Lundquist as Ryan Miller with a better pedigree. Yeah, true. He has done more with his team. He's taken them to the finals twice. Twice, twice yeah. Um, and probably the conference finals at least one other time, to my knowledge. I think a couple more times. Now, granted, the the Rangers, I think, are, are similar to the Blues in regard to the fact that they have had good teams that always seem to run into, whereas the Blues were always running into the Kings and Blackhawks, 
the Rangers were always running into the Penguins and the Capitals. Yeah. Um, or the, whatever the hot team was. I think the Ottawa was – they lost Ottawa last right. year or whatever. Um, it's hard to say no to a deal that brings in Henrik Lundqvist because you've could seen what he could do. It. Yeah, could stabilize it. Or like you said, he could, could he have that fall off like Ryan Miller or – my thing is, I don't think like Ryan Miller in the playoffs collapsed. I just don't see Lundqvist collapsing in the playoffs. No, I don't. What worries me with Lundqvist is, I don't want him to get old fast, fast like Jay Bo Meester fast. Yeah, like I don't want him to be like, boy, you know, he had a good run this year, but boy, wait till next year. He's going to get situated. He's going to get used to this team. We're going to be great, and then all of a sudden we come into next September and dude is old. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, interesting what the Blues could do. There's a lot of different fronts they could do. I just lean. There's so many rumors out there with the Mike Hoffman's. Oh, the other one I which I forgot to was Max Pacioretty. Is they want a first, sec- uh, first, second top prospect and a uh, whatever pick. I I like Pacioretty, but just for that cost, I'll pass. Agreed. I think that's a heavy price tag for him. In which they need to rebuild. So I get it why these teams are asking for. It. People are like, well, why do they ask for it? No, you. Negotiation. You start way up here, which I'm pointing to very high. Sure. And then obviously you meet in the middle. You know, then the Blues. Can we throw a dirt on the carry price thing? Yeah, that's the carry price thing that was a thing that wasn't a thing. (laughs) The thing that was a thing. Yeah, carry price definitely not leaving. So, um, yeah, the Blues, I think. I'd make that deal 10 times out of 10 times. If if that was a real thing, come on, carry price. Carter Hutton, two first rounders. I'll come pick you up. I'll drive you down. And then we can ship Allen off like. Anyway. Islanders, Islanders need goaltending. Yep. So you ship him down there. I'm like there you go. But who knows? A lot of stuff could happen before the trade deadline. Doug Armstrong's always proven two weeks. Yeah, you know, about two weeks. Twenty six. So today's the eleventh. So about yeah, about two weeks. And Doug Armstrong's always kind of been ahead of the curve. He's always done it a couple of days beforehand. Yeah, he's, he, usually, when he does do the deadline stuff. is very minor. It's never been. He's usually like three to five days before. The, he's not afraid to pull the trigger. Yeah. If the deal he wants is in place, he's going to make it. Like whether made, it's today, next Monday, or deadline Monday. Yeah, he made the deal for uh, Miller like two days before the deadline. Yep. So And Ott came with that too, obviously. So, um, yeah. He's not afraid. And he has management's fully behind him, obviously, by giving that extension. So. Mm. I think Stillman values him and likes him. Blues have a ton of knowledge there. I think the Blues make some deal. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's goaltending. I don't know if it is I think they supplemental are, I think scoring. Too, I think they're too high on – not too high, but I think they just they want to give Allen every little shot possible. Dude, I, I think, am still a Jake Allen guy. And I think if they do do something with the goaltending, that's an offseason thing. They'll look at the offseason, look at all their options, and at, maybe at the um, draft they'll like – for example, like I see the Islanders, like at, they're done. They'll have both Grice and Halak are off the books this year, and they've mm-hmm. and they've. While New York Islanders have been probably one of the funner teams to watch because they have an extremely fun team to watch with uh, Tavares and Barzal and mm-hmm. Hosang, but they cannot stop the puck or play defense worth a crap. So Oop. they might look to upgrade their goaltending, and Allen is a get hitting his prime type guy. But the question is, do you trade a guy? It's hard with Allen, man. It's two years in a row. Like, fool me once, you know? Like, fool me twice, though. Like, Jake I'm, Allen for Hosang. I'd be okay with that. I, like I would Jake. do it. I like Josh Hosang, though. That's because that's I'm biased. So does Gar Snow. <laughs> yes, so does Gar Snow. That's why he doesn't trade him then. Uh, but, yeah, so interesting times for the Blues. I think uh, we're hitting that other – the next phase of everything where you had the Bacchus, Oshie, uh-huh. you have that kind of, like, group. And I think that group is – this sounds bad. It's died off. Yeah, I agree. And now you're hitting the next group. And 
that Blues are now planning for the next group, which is we talked about is the Thomas Kyrus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're planning for that. So right now you're in the middle of the second kind of core, and now the next core is you're looking at the guys like Kyrou and Thomas who have become like really good friends because they won the gold medal on Canada's uh, World Juniors this year. And obviously knowing that they're probably teammates coming up. I think the immediate future, um, and it seems weird saying this because he's the best player on our team, I think from a leadership standpoint, it is time for Vladimir Tarasenko to step up and lead this team. Which I think might be kind of why I think the the, not inconsistency but everything, but maybe just like why things are kind of up and down this year. Maybe you're kind of seeing why seeing the Petrangelo-Tarasenko-led team compared to the Bacchus-Steen. Yeah kind of thing so i think that's kind of like where they're going so we'll see oh i will say this the last rumor i did see that i have not found any confirmation outside of two articles but it's just people writing articles that supposedly the blues did offer um straight up they offered robbie fabry for mike hoffman straight up and it was turned down because supposedly according to this and it was brought up in elliot friedman's article that they were our uh, bob mckenzie not elliot friedman that they were looking in at Robbie Fabry's medical stuff that the Ottawa Senators were. Yeah. But I always thought it would be a package deal, but supposedly it was, the Blues did offer Robbie Fabry straight, straight up, up. For, for Mike Hoffman. I get it, and I also get why Ottawa's hesitant to make that deal. Yeah. So, it, it's interesting because, like you said, if Fabry comes back and plays his old self, it looks pretty decent for them. Yeah. But if he comes back and blows out again, you just carry Mike Hoffman for nothing. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting time. So uh, we'll mention it one more time before we get out of here. Our 100th podcast recording will be this coming Friday, February 16th, at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, it should be fun. It's at 3133 North Limburg, Maryland Heights, 63043. Um, come check us out. The game starts at 730. We're going to start recording around 630. There will be giveaways in between the first and second period. we got shirts. we got Vladimir Tarasenko Funko Pops to give away from our sponsor at Play Simple Toys. Uh, We also have um, some shirts to give away from our other sponsor at Glass Bangers. So thanks to both of them for doing that. And we'll go from there. So um, all three of us should be there, to my knowledge. I'll be there. Chris will be there. Ashley, uh, she's back in Nashville, should be there. And we'll be good to go. So uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll do it.